um no yeah i i couldn't get any i i wasn't sure if we were talking about the movie or the current events until like a few hours ago so i didn't find any current events um and i couldn't really get a hold of anybody it feels like today so i wasn't sure what to talk about so you are all reaping you're reaping what you've all sown um there is no topic how exactly, for this did, this, how exactly did did i sow any of this because I, I added the hosts a thousand times throughout the day and nobody chimed in to give me anything well, you want to know something just i was i was what? out hanging out with friends that's what yeah loser, that's, loser. That's, and that's you're a loser that's fine and i'm not saying i'm not saying you can't hang out with friends however in the process of hanging out with friends you sewed and now is the time of reaping. <laughs> now, now is the now is the time. You want to talk about you, Josiah, You really want to talk about reaping and sowing to a black man? You want to do that right now? Oh no! Okay, now this is a completely unfair way of pivoting this. Oh, <laughs> uh, Josiah, your voice was a little crinkly, so you might want to do the thing you do and switch to the other thing. Oh, is it crinkly right now? <laughs> This week kind of got away from us, uh, you know, some, some, well, Phil, Phil had some wedding stuff that uh, Finch went to, actually, and it, in you know, real life and we yeah in real life yeah it was pretty have crazy to, I, I still have to buy i still have to buy him a wedding present and you know i think it was funny because like last week weekend we had kind of a, a talk and we were like we need to get this show working better and this was the week we were really going to start that up you know we were going to do an episode on a on a kind of you know artsy movie it was going to be great and then just everything caved in so uh we're back we're back into our bullshit fellas <laughs> one more episode of <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> it's 9 37 p.m where i am right now we're not even recording on us this is mammonberg after hours i mean this was how we used to record like way back yeah in the episodes i can't yeah, believe we, we, we were all like half asleep how I mean, I think that that worked because most of us were still. I think so were you did did you graduate yet or I'd graduated, so that's why I was always complaining about being tired. But you know, it, we we you guys were yeah all in school, so it was it was it was a little easier back then. I think now I've really adjusted to this to these these uh, adult hours, and so nine thirty is it's oh oh god, like a well, fucking you know, he, old he's, man. Uh... I am an old fucking man. got that dog in him. You know? <laughs> what so does went, that mean? You keep saying up. that. What does that mean? Where did you hear He's that? He's been saying uh, it yeah, basically so since he hopped on this call. Um, while I was waiting for for you two to the other two to show up, I I was going to McDonald's and I had my headphones on and just had Phil in my ear the whole time, going like, "He's got that dog in him." He's got like, are you, are, are you running coast to coast AM? Like, what is this? Uh, apparently, yeah. it means uh, that it's an athlete uh, who's got the skills to pay the bills, baby. You know what I mean? What? He urban dictionary. He <laughs> urban dictionaried it because he was afraid that since he just like picked up a figure of speech from the internet, he was worried it was like secretly racist and he didn't know how or something. So. 
That's why he has. It's the actually about about uh, it's actually about uh, this very specific ethnic group in. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh no! Give me a continent. <laughs> give me a continent, someone. Uh, Madagascar. Is not Oceania. Oceania. Yeah. Uh, sure. Said, I'm, give me a continent. You said I'm tired. Okay. I'm tired. So hold. I'm let's so sorry. hold on. Um, Phil, give me a continent. Uh France. Phil, hold on. Let's let's talk about that for a moment. Do you think the Madagascar is a continent? Aren't all islands kind of small continents? Well, Australia is a no. continent. So no, by definition, they are not small continents. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know. Phil, what um, is an island? Tell me what you think an island is. <laughs> uh, it's surrounded on all sides by water. That's all that matters. Fun thing about Madagascar. Um, I didn't know that there um people from like Oceania, like that area, all like around, I think around the 1100s, there's a bunch of like ships that came out there. So like the, the population of Madagascar has a bunch of like Pacific Asian in them. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, they've got that dog in them? <laughs> that, see, see, you found a way to make it racist, Phil. Good job. <laughs> you did, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I found a way to make it racist. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. It's, good job. It's it wasn't the, racist, the British so now it you. is. So. It's the British in you. That's how you were able to do that. Oi, um, oi, mate. Do you hear that the Queen's on it's a bit yeah. bottom, okay. spot before the bottom. Before right we there. bring the, the Queen into this, because that's going to send this off the rails. Welcome to Mammonberg. It's it's the worst episode of Mammonberg we've ever done. That's what it's that's what the worst is. episode of Mammonberg um, we've ever we, done. We which brought is every in, episode of Mammonberg we've uh, ever done. Finch Finch is too tired to record this evening, so we got um, you know, an, an equal kind of replacement here. Someone who's pretty similar, we'd say, uh, to Finch, which is of course my my little brother Caleb. Uh, I feel like the only way we could make <laughs> I think the only way we can really make uh, an experience uh, more hostile to the viewer on days mm-hmm. like today uh, would simply just be if uh, if the noise was just nothing but loud, like cat sex for like twenty minutes. Yeah, well, we could. I could make the transition <laughs> just like strange noise music. Man, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but um, there's some like this uh, band I remember hearing about that got their start because they were like a grind doing like this crazy grind metal shit. And what they would be done used for is the bartenders to try to get people to leave after a show would put them on and they would just be so horrendous that it would get people to like leave. <laughs> and so, so they would just be like the most intense noise metal shit that would just be like shrill and impossible to like listen to for longer than a few minutes. Just kind That's of not a bad way out. of clearing. That's not a it's bad way. It's a pretty of good way to do it. Not a not a bad way at all. Yeah, but um I guess we should probably quickly say uh, I'm Josiah. Um, I'm joined today by of course Phil. Hi everybody. It's it's me, Phil. Uh, I'm here. Jackal. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, Jackal here. And then, He's got uh, that Caleb, dog in him. And, hey. and Caleb. And I got Caleb, that yeah. fucking dog in me, bro. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, issue one. Um, the queen died. You guys see this? <laughs> Are you guys seeing this? Oh, my fucking I wanna, God. I want to, I want to, first, first, before we go into anything, uh, 
Phil, Josiah, I want to give you my condolences for the death of your pope. Oh, God. This is not our pope. Stop this. You've That's got your to pope, stop that this. <laughs> Listen, she didn't, I will she say, didn't I found will our... Say, it, has been, it has been a humiliating few days on Twitter, though, watching all these Episcopalians get weepy-eyed. And I'm Especially because, like, like... I don't care, <laughs> fellas. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't care. <laughs> The Episcopal Church, the the reason it is the Episcopal Church and not the Church of England in America is because we split over the specific issue of monarchy. This is why our church is what it is. And then to watch all these motherfuckers who are constantly being like, no, 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 you don't understand. You understand the queen, the queen isn't the Pope of, of Anglicanism. They suddenly all start crying like she is the Pope. I, it was. It's been embarrassing for our people. Not gonna lie. It's uh, not a not been a good look. Yeah, it's super dumb. I'm just. I'm over it. I'm I, just like you. You whiny little little cretins. I, I would really like to assert Episcopalian republicanism. Like this is we we know fucking kings, my guys. Come on. Well, you are in the Anglican Communion, are you not? We are, we are. I know that there's the been church... some, some discourse in the, in the past of the Episcopal Church leaving the Anglican Communion. Um, it would be over gay marriage, I think, is the debate that has threatened that. But I, I don't want to like. Le- I don't think they should leave the communion. I believe staying in communion is fine. But the the Church of England, I do not think should be looked to like pseudo Rome. I definitely don't agree with that at all. Yeah, that's silly. But I there are people. I don't really do, like. Clearly, a lot by of people the response do, yes. on Twitter. There are people that do look to England as as a kind of Rome, which is odd, because wasn't part of the the establishment of the Anglican Church is that it is Protestant. Like there is, despite the fact that mm-hmm. there is a head of the church, it is still fundamentally like a, a Protestant denomination. Despite yeah, some well, more, I guess a popery. There is there is a synthesis between Catholicism and Anglican and Protestantism, but it's like it's a synthesis. It's it's still Protestant. It, it leans pro- more into Protestant. Protestant. Via yeah, still media Protestant. is the Latin term we like to use. Via media between Catholicism and Protestantism. You know, we got apostolic succession. We use a lot of liturgy that Catholics and Orthodox use, stuff like that. But you know, fundamentally, we're Protestant or supposed to be anyway. I'm I'm a more reformed type. You know, within the church, so I guess maybe that's just my impulse. I just—it depends, person to person. Episcopalianism and Anglicanism is kind of like that, but it's still—I yeah. would say it's still decisively Protestant. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I—I I think it's a bit. I would, I would like us to be a little more Protestant here about some of this stuff, but whatever. Especially those that are outside of the the Church of England sphere. It, it's odd. Yeah. Well, mm, yeah, Detroit. and like. What I don't get is like you'll see more acceptance of like being Protestant about like the meaning of Eucharist or like the meaning of liturgy, like not believing in real real presence or anything like that. But then you'll have like um, but then the stuff that is like people stick with the Catholic side of is like looking to to, you know, London as Rome and stuff like that. And it's like. For me, that's the other way around. It's like I feel like the the Catholic side that I like to hold on to is like the real presence in liturgy and stuff like that in Eucharist. And the stuff that I'm not interested in is the whole like I don't know, looking to the Church of England like a 
Oh, anyway. no, Josiah, you're getting craggly again. God damn it. Somebody talk while I fix this. I think that it's it's weird. Um, uh, I think that's weird that there's a lot of sort of sentiment that I've been seeing through a lot of mutuals that I have sort of because I have mutuals with Anglicans. I kind of see what's going on in Anglican Twitter, which is usually pretty boring. Not going to lie. You guys are, don't have a ton going on. And maybe yeah. that's a good thing. I prefer hey. it. I prefer it when it's oh, boring. Oh, oh now oh, it's worse oh, than it is, ever. It is God. worse. It is so bad. <laughs> oh Christ! I'm sorry, Josiah. He's got that dog in him. Hey, Jackal. You know, it. it I, I think it's all good and all making fun of Anglicans, but or Anglican Twitter. But you're not exactly in the most exciting part of Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that's well, like just in general. That's true. True. Well, not not really. No, I see. You'll see some wild stuff happen. Oh no! It's you, no. You got some fucking terrifying shit, bro. I I see. <laughs> like not like you post, but like what you guys get involved in. Yeah, it's fucking it's mental. Is this, oh this, god! This is so oh my wow. god, dude! What have you done, dude? We've what sinned against doing? God, and this is our punishment for not doing the <laughs> Mammonberg podcast at the right time. This is this is a punishment for our hubris, <laughs> our sin, our Lord. Okay, you're back. You're back to normal. Yeah. Now. Okay. Now we're gonna. Now we're gonna try this. Prepare. Prepare your ears, everybody. Let's see if it works oh, now. I'm scared. Okay. Did it do this? Is it a no, nightmare? No, you're good. Oh, yeah, you're, you're good. Fine. You're good. You're actually good. Oh my God! Yes. Oh, thank you. thank Christ, uh, Lord, my Savior. It worked. Okay, so Josiah, go. What, what were you saying about a uh, Anglican Twitter? What was I saying about Anglican Twitter? Man, yeah. I don't even. What? Oh, Anglicans. I would prefer Anglican Twitter being boring over uh whenever it's like getting everyone's attention because people are being obnoxious on it i would much rather take boring like people debating about which version of the book of common prayer to use over uh fighting about the queen it's been very annoying at least you're a little bit less deranged than some of the things Ooh. that can happen on catholic twitter we have to say okay, Catholic the Twitter is so much more extreme. Well, that's because we've only got one extremist Episcopalian. We've only got like one. The rest of us are no, not. That's not true. Extremists. That's not that's true. Not true. I've I've we, some, we got. I've, got I've seen some pretty pretty uh, far right Episcopalians. That, that, well, I will rare. say. Well, they're not. I think yeah, that they're like they're well, Anglican, but not. Yeah. We we shoot we sh- generally shoot them over to the ACNA. So usually if you're going to be a weird right winger, you're going to go to the ACNA. But yeah. Anyway, none of this is interesting to Caleb. Caleb, what's going on with you, buddy? I saw you have a fish tank. I've had that for for a while. Yeah. Um, it's It could be fucking better. I, you know, I, I have, you know, a background in all this stuff, but I worked at Petco and was getting all of my stuff just from there because of the discount or stuff that they're going to throw away. So uh it it's just like not what i would do if i was working in my you're, actual you're field a, i need like a, real a, a fish a fish tank out of scraps like everything that's in this tank is from scraps and well no it's yeah. it's plastic he made a fish tank it's with a fi- box of scraps it's fake decorations 
Well, so, I know, but I mean the decorations aren't your choice of decorations. They're no, whatever no, that's not true. Thrown away. No, they're oh, they're man. the best, uh, the most realistic um, things I would do. Like they're most like natural because that's you know everyone you know it's all the like SpongeBob houses and shit. You know, I'd I'd rather it look like it was a river, but it's still plastic. You know, I have goldfish. They're they're pudgy. They get cut on stuff. So I'd yeah, you know, I'd rather have real rocks that they would know to avoid. Uh, you know, stuff like that, and eventually get some real algae, maybe some real plants, because uh, I have a crayfish in there, and they're going to be eating the algae. And mm. I don't have a lot of real algae in there. It doesn't have a lot. Of, the only surface area is the gravel, which he pretty much scavenges all of that, because he's a bottom feeder. So yeah, we, we didn't talk yeah. talk about this when we had you on last time, Caleb, because you came on as the CEO of Sex. But um, <laughs> people don't realize that your your day job is uh, you're an aquarium. You, you, you studied aquarium sciences. So you're, uh, yeah, you're I'm unemployed Aquarius. right now from a nightmare retail experience at Petco, but yeah, I, I, I have a degree in crime science. I did some high school stuff here in Iowa cause we had a program with the, uh, marine biology and then just aquarium science and aquarium science first. And then, uh, did some gen eds and then, yeah, went out there. Uh, and then I had to do an, uh, internship at the aquarium, uh, aquarium. So I did one like, I did a practicum uh, at the Oregon Coast Aquarium, and I interned at the Omaha Zoo, and yeah, and then I was just working at Petco. Yeah, had some work experience because my previous, my only jobs I've ever had was detasseling, and I worked at Casey's for a week. <laughs> for so, those yeah. outside of Iowa, Casey's is our gas station that sells pizza. Now, using this, uh, Caleb, using this expertise you have about aquarium sciences, what are the, what's your thought on the royal family? Yeah, um, uh, would you would you recommend that they put the queen's body in an aquarium? Yeah, feed it to yes, the pudgy dude. goldfish. Oh yes, go back like uh, ashes, ashes, dust to dust, or like you know, we go back to we go we go back to the earth. You know, actually, the, you, there's the thing where you can get yourself cremated and put into a coral reef. That's so cool. is that is that how you, you want to go queen out? On top, you have the queen on top with the little coral crown. That'd be cool. Do yeah, you, is that how you want to? What is like you know oh so so we'll bring in my area expertise you know i process insurance documents as i've mentioned on here before what i haven't mentioned is it's specifically documents for uh funeral insurance so it's kind of you know it's never too early to start thinking about funeral arrangements caleb do you do you want to get yeah folks it's never reef? too early to start thinking about how you're gonna fucking die yeah well <laughs> so that's been kind of a wild thing about this uh this job is that business is I've worked here almost a year now. Actually, I think it, it is a year officially. And uh, business has gotten busier and busier in this last year, which when my line of work is people making funeral arrangements is pretty, pretty depressing. But um, anyway, Kill, do you want to get yeah. added to a coral reef? <laughs> I think about it, but I, I also like the idea of like getting thrown off a mountain. Like in the wind, you know, <laughs> Caleb, that's pretty fucking Caleb, Caleb. like, you know, I, there's an episode of It's Always Sunny where they go to Ireland. It's like a couple episodes, and his one of their dads dies, and they have to throw him off a off. They pick throw him off a cliff. <laughs> That's what you and uh, yeah, because you know, our, actually, you know, I mean, even though that yeah, it's Ireland, we're we're Scottish. Let's go back to the homeland, Josiah. Yeah, get I, up well, in the Highlands. Now, now this is something that's interesting. Josiah has pre- previously mentioned that you guys are a hodgepodge of white. Like, it's hard to really determine <laughs> oh, yeah. which is. Yeah, like we're mutts. 
We're Anglo-Scottish British. Yeah. yeah. Well, French. Jekyll, you might say that he's got that dog in him. Yeah, you could What's say that. that oh, uh, I've, got that I've got that How fucking that dog in me, bro. The dog, the dog is Norse. That's what. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just got that dog in him. You know. Yeah, we got a little bit of that. I think it's like seven percent. We get some Norse. I, I did in a twenty-three in me. That's where I base a lot of this, but I base a lot of what I know about my genetics from Caleb's twenty-three and me. He took, although you know that does assume that. Um, one of us is adopted. Yeah. Which yeah. We, you know, we can't, we've never, can't prove that. Well, you've never asked. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And dad has made I, countless jokes. Have you ever made a, have you ever made like, have you ever been gone up to your father and been like, you know, how many times did you have sex with the intention of getting mom pregnant? Like, yeah, should I be not. concerned? <laughs> Yeah, this is a normal conversation that everyone should be having with their parents. Oh, I totally. Probably, uh, I made a yeah. joke with my dad once that I was the that I calculated uh, that I was the product of birthday sex uh, because <laughs> oh, no. if I nine months out from uh, see, I was premature, so I was born two months early. So I would have been born in August if I I was carried to term. This makes and this makes a lot of things add up. This nine feels, months... feels a bit a bit underdone. That makes. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm a late bloomer. I only just learned how to drive. He's a little okay? bit more time than the oven. He's a little doughy. He's a little doughy. I need some more. I need some more time in the oven. I need. Listen, I'll get there. I'll catch up. He's the human equivalent of the cake sticking to the toothpick. Oh, yeah. How, how'd you know? Well, so, my friends. So, were, I, quick, quick question. Why was my this friend, something that you were asking your dad? Like why? No, were you I was asking? making a joke about it years ago. It was very funny. Yeah, so you calculated. Is, I, you calculated I, I, I that you were the result like, of this. Is something I I don't even this not even something to joke about with my with my folks. I don't want to know anything about that. Anything about your parents? But yeah, like, yeah, nothing. I yeah, though that's that's how I feel too. Because I remember one time I asked as a kid to my parent to my mom. Actually, I said, "Was I was I an accident?" And they went, oh, no, you were very, very planned. And that has burned in my head. <laughs> That's just, just a not serious a brand in your mind. Because that means there is a lot of a lot of having sex. But anyway, this is, a, this is a Christian podcast, of course. Uh, what's, more sex, what, what's more Christian than reproduction? That's that's true. This is actually a very that's a good point. Christian. That's a very good yeah, point. Talking about re yeah, in a way, Christians are very sex positive. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it depends on the depends on the the denomination. That's one thing I learned because you and I grew up evangelical, Caleb, and there's a kind of like weird marital sex positivity in in among evangelicals where they're yeah. kind of weird about it. Oh yeah, to, it's creepy. But I've talked to enough ca Catholics to know that that is not a run-of-the-mill thing. There are people that are like, never should you have it. No, like not even for reproduction. Just you gotta. <laughs> oh yeah, they have sex through a sheet. <laughs> yeah, you should. I've heard yeah. about those. Never have, have sex. Never stoking. think about sex. You know, never think about sex and yeah. never have sex and never have sex or think about sex or if you're thinking about sex, shoot yourself in the face. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get the. That's how you get the dog out of him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you ever want the dog out of you? Oh, you ever it's think? Foolish. You ever? Do you ever like? Do you ever just make too many jokes and you're just like, th "This is a get real moment in the the Bam and <laughs> podcast." 
Do you ever like start? Do you ever make so many bad jokes in a row that you start like doubting that God loves you? All the time. That's my natural state of being. Yeah, you're just like, well, God forgive us for this podcast. (laughs) When we have to, when we eventually stand before God on Judgment Day, is He going to be like? Is He going to be like? You're not so getting what into so what was this about Babenberg? <laughs> Listen, I was, appreciate the fact that you there? started a podcast in my name, but it wasn't it wasn't good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the bad part. Uh, I'm sorry to say. Like it, it's I appreciate that it was, you know, Christ honoring, but it, it just wasn't very Well, it's, how do I you say know, this? Our human works to attempt to praise God are, of course, to him like like a kid's crayon drawing. And, you know, God is just happy that there's an attempt. But I think with Mammonberg, it's kind of like if your kid's like, hey, I drew you something. And it's like just a horrifying image of like like a guy stabbing another guy with us with an ice pick or something. And the and our father's kind of like, well, that thank you, I think. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> guys, I'm, this pleases me so much. I which I, which one am I supposed to be? The one with blood spraying out of his eyes? Good, good job, kid. Uh... <laughs> oh man, I love. Well, this is why I love Jesus because he appreciates us, even though we're stupid. Yeah, there you go. This is also a flashback to my childhood because I was the kid that would draw something really fucked up and be like, "Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back together on a Mavenberg episode. It all uh, we love it when a plan and comes together. It all comes. Hey. Together. You know, and I'd like to say um, shout out to the people you know who taught the Sunday school, um, who would get mad at me about the pictures and drawings I had. I didn't turn into a serial killer, so fuck you. I win. Yeah, he turned into a good Christian boy. <laughs> yeah. So and you guys all were worried about of, me, but <laughs> on the on the topic of violence. You know, to answer the question of, um, or to answer, yeah, to answer your folk, or, ugh, fucking, uh, uh, um, I can't, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so on the yes. topic of violence. Yes. Uh, to answer your question, Phil, uh, about the queen, uh, uh, we used to do this Halloween party and one time I dressed up as a uh, member of the IRA. Oh, yes, nice. he did do that. He, so he uh, do that. I'm going to do a bit right now, which is, uh, it's my rendition of what happened when the queen died. Um, <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, oh, heavens, Charles, they're lowering me into a box. What, what are you doing? Uh, 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 is, uh, is, that, is that Buckingham Palace's meat grinder? Oh, dear. I'm going to be made into the into Thursday's thanks, you know, Thanksgiving roast. Oh, man. I, oh, you know what? No, oh, my. Did I say this? I, I'm trying to remember. I watched um, the other day, I watched Antiviral, which is like Cronenberg Jr.'s, I think, first movie. So like Cronenberg's son. Oh. And yeah, it's it's it the one okay. that isn't Possessor. The one that isn't Possessor. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's a weird body horror movie because it's like people are like, they're selling viruses from celebrities. So like you can get the... F- everyone who's like celebrity obsessed could be like, Oh, I got the same herpes that Woo! my celebrity had. That's great. Like celebrity crush. That's, had. 
You know, who doesn't want to get a Holly Berry? It's crazy. But anyway, then it gets really body horror-y in this part because they have the DNA of these celebrities. And there's this meat shop that sells, like, you can get, like, a celebrity steak, like your favorite celebrity out of the meat, their meat. Like oh, in a lab. Oh, anyway, and oh, I think when I was oh. when I was watching that was because like the Queen of Chess died like a couple days ago. Before I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, if we lived in this world, there would be people morningly going out and buying a Queen steak." Oh heavens, Charles! I'm looking up from a hell, <laughs> and the, the people they're buying they're buying the steak of me and consuming. <laughs> oh, it's 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 too much for me to bear. Because like, I went to a British store, Caleb, you were yeah, there with me, in Lawrence, buy, Texas. Yeah, where you buy, where Texas, you buy no, British items. Yeah, there's like all these British items. We went to Lawrence, Kansas. and I think How many cans of beans? Oh, so many beans. But like, you know, the food stuff I didn't really mind, but it was so funny that like there was like a thousand queen things. Like there really is a, just a silly fairyland country um, that's just so obsessed with the queen. Um, oh yeah, there was how... a, a solar-powered little figurine of the queen that would wave. <laughs> <laughs> that rocked. <laughs> yeah, there's some cool food there. There's a lot of curry, and I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, who well, doesn't yeah, like? Which a... is kind of funny that it was like Indian food because I guess that was in the. Oh, well, curry's huge in London, or like yeah, London, is, England. Yeah, because of the empire, though. That's how that. Yeah, happened. no, no, I'm not denying that, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 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 hey, be you don't have to real. Tell me, I, I'm I'm part of the IRA. That's right. Yeah. Let's let's be real, fellas. We no, should. Um... I am a current member of the Republic, <laughs> uh, the Irish Republican Army. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we kill. If we we're gonna launch <laughs> a Mammon a Mammonberg Patreon, and um, all the proceeds will go directly to the IRA. And it'll be like in an envelope, and it will specifically say four weapons. <laughs> and, and it's not gonna—it's not gonna Eddie, mean four weapons, like for the purchase of weapons. It's gonna mean that we only could afford four. Anyone that is is listening to this podcast, that is a joke. That is a bit. Yeah. That is not serious. For no, these yeah. fucking for the no. Of our I legal it's a joke. What I am I supposed weapon. to do with this AR-15? Yeah, what am I gonna do I with all this? About this on a show Josiah, Josiah, what do you think of Zoroastrianism? What do you uh, think of Zoro? Fake religion, am I right? I don't know. Um, hey, I got that on a uh, a quiz. You got time. Zoroastrianism. I'm, what was the quiz? I, I don't know. Zoroastrianism is Are like Christianity, but with more gods and weird <laughs> nonsense going on. Or no, maybe it's a no. It is Zoroastrian, but it, <laughs> it's uh, also like a like a political movement. Whatever. Uh, you're Zaptista. You're thinking of Zaptistas. Yeah. No. That yeah. Zaptistas and Zoroastrians are very different. That has nothing to do with Zoroastrianism. <laughs> no, I'm fucking right. You're fucking nerd. No, no, you're not. No, no, no. you are not. They, they get their name from Manuel Zapata from Mexico. From Zarathustra, yeah. I went Fuck to two you. colleges. How many did you go to? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to one right now. Yeah, you're not even done. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he, listen, he's got credentials, Jackal. He knows yeah. how the bubble works. I have, I'm sorry. We, yeah, we, have a, we, we have an aquarium scientist here, and you dare... <laughs> 
In science! I have a degree in science! Yeah, he knows how the bubbles do you like, have a degree, pop up from the surface. Do you have a degree surface? in history? No, I also failed well, fuck at you, my that, algebra that doesn't 2 count. class. That doesn't do any. That has nothing to do with this. Wait, wait, what class did you fail at, Caleb? Algebra 2. Oh, Algebra 2. Yeah, that's fine. It's the sequel to Algebra. I don't think any of us are big math no, math sucks, this. and uh, the only time I, only I know, disagree I, I, I with Henry geometry. is when he says math is, like, divine. Whenever he says, like, yeah. math reveals something about God, and I'm like, listen, if I could understand math, I might agree with you, but Henry, I, I don't understand I don't. math. <laughs> so, that is a dead end for me, buddy. Gonna... It just isn't gonna work for me, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, think, I think the thing about math for me is I'm pretty sure I could have been good at math if I had had a good math teacher or something in high school. But now it's too late for me. But like I, I clicked with like symbolic logic and stuff, which I had to do in like for my philosophy degree. And like that's basically just math. And I'm like, I was good at that. And so the theory is like theoretically, if I'd had a teachers that didn't just make me hate math, I probably could have been good at it. But instead, I majored in philosophy. And here I am now uh, working in funeral insurance. <laughs> I can't so, wait to get my, I my go journalism Hold on. degree. I, I still need to. Caleb, do you. What are the Zapatistas? Please define that for me. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a group of boys. Alright. <laughs> and they're getting down to it. <laughs> they got that dog in them. <laughs> they got that dog in them! <laughs> I feel like I remember um, it was something to. It's like a like a like a communist rebel movement, maybe. Did anybody Mexico. hear that, or did my mic just cut out? It. it cut I think out. that that. I literally screamed yeah, into out. the microphone no, at the I, top I, of my lungs. I, I, I said, I, I, I literally screamed, oh, "He got that dog!" Get him like really <laughs> absurdly <laughs> loudly. I was oh, thinking. Yeah. I was expecting more of a reaction from you when I said that. I literally yeah. jumped and tackled my microphone and said, "We got that dog in him." Phil, what time is it where you are? Uh, Eleven thirteen p.m. <laughs> That's why he's acting like this. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. You um, know what? In in light of this, if we ever do an actual episode on the Zeptistas, like a real, well researched episode, we'll bring yeah. Caleb on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I, I, I can't wait for that. us to do like sure well researched episodes. Well, we won't. We, oh, okay, we will not bring him on on an on expert. Your show we want this to be like credible. We we will not bring him on as an expert. We'll bring him on as Caleb. You got this on a uh, political ideologies quiz one time, um, <laughs> and we're gonna now tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I also got anarcho feminist. Yeah, that's the what political sextant quiz. Political yeah, sextant. That was the it same basically one. that's one of the glitches in that system, I'm mostly sure. Because it will always give people yeah, anarcho feminists. It gives everybody gives everybody gets anarcho feminists if you have some libertarian or anarchist leanings and you happen to answer yes, women should have rights, like on those questions, then it'll automatically <laughs> just give you like, yeah, you're eighty percent anarcho feminist. Uh, you never you never know yeah. with these things, Josiah. You know, some people are uh completely liberationist, but they just hate women. <laughs> just specifically. <laughs> but but enough about my mutuals on Twitter. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> 
you know what let's let's get let's be real everybody you know we're a christian podcast we can just we can i can come out and say listening to this you wouldn't tell by listening to this but i'm gonna say something controversial kids these days they don't like to hear it uh you know but i you know i believe in one god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth and no, I'm not going to say the entire thing. I thought you were going to go through if the whole If I was going to say the creed. entire... Listen, I'm not going to go through the entire Nicene Creed. Because if I did, it like it, it, it wouldn't be funny. We'd all be like, listen, we, we all believe this, Phil. Except for Caleb. He likes aquariums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he can't affirm the Nicene Creed because he's, he's too into aquariums. Yeah, he, he needs... He needs <laughs> He can't. He can't. I, I heard the Jonah story. That pissed me the fuck off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that big fish. That big fish belongs in a fucking tank. I tell you what. I hope you get black Caleb would, Caleb, would you see? Would you see a fish? Do you have the overwhelming urge? Like, I gotta put it in a tank. Like, I gotta put that thing in a tank. No, definitely not. Actually, no. He actually has the opposite impulse because yeah. he knows that tanks are so complicated, and you can fuck fuck over an animal really hard this is why there's a fight that we get in every few year every like month where i try to get him to explain how it would be logistically possible to put a whale in a tank and he explains to me that that's cruel and it could never be created and i explain well, that never stopped that, uh, sea world josiah <laughs> yeah that it could it should yes. happen like a blue whale i if we get a big enough tank it's got to be possible I I would have to agree with Caleb here. I don't think you should do that. I think you should leave. <laughs> no, that's like you, like we're well, putting a Christian standpoint. You are harnessing like the biggest animal, one of God's like largest living creations, and you are putting it in some like a man-made cage. Well, see, the, okay, here's why I think about it a lot. I'm you know okay. So to be clear, I'm I'm joking. I don't want to whale on a tank. But what really <laughs> blew my mind when I was thinking about it. Because like the the ocean kind of freaks me out, and I've talked with Caleb about this quite. In fact, we talked about this on BLVC oh, like two Josiah, years ago. Josiah, I'm but, on my, yeah, my first you, podcast I, appearance. Fucking... They became a white man. So a white yeah. boy. I need to tell you. I need to tell you uh, a very specific thing about me before we continue, because uh, I have to make everything about me, folks. Um, yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> nice job, everyone. You're doing uh, it so well right now. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing a really good job. Uh, so uh, I don't know, like I, I think we've talked about our fears on like one episode of the podcast once, but one of my big fears is it's a, it's a fear of the ocean, but it's a sub fear, uh, and this is a completely irrational fear because fear of the ocean makes sense, especially if it's a lot of open water. I should be afraid. And yeah. I do have like sub mechanophobia. I, I don't like when things are like submerged in the ocean. It's eerie, but like that's not the irrational one. Because that's somewhat rational. That the irrational one is a fear of giant squid. Oh yeah, those Dude, are terrifying. Cephalopods are my favorite. No, but like I'll oh never be God. in a situation where I will be in the proximity of a giant squid. They they don't surface yeah. that much anymore. Uh, yeah. th- because of global shipping. So like I'll never be in a situation. Uh, God, oh. God protect me from giant squids when I say oh. this. I will never be. I let this never become like some sort of ironic moment where, like, we're for some reason some sort of horrible post-apocalypse. We're all fleeing from like a giant squid that I have to fight. Yeah, for the sake well, so of my like, is, my yeah, savior going to make it's really interesting. People should read up on that. Like, you I think this is going to have, make it that your your future is locked in now? That at some point you're going to be in the open ocean, and you're going to encounter a giant squid. 
yeah, this I'm gonna is going to somehow it, happen to you gonna, specifically. It's my hero's journey. I'll have to, like, through the power of God and friendship, you guys will be somewhere in the proximity. I will conquer no, I the won't. squid. No, no, I, I will not be near the squid. <laughs> it's really going to be awesome when we live out 20,000 leagues under the sea. We should do a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea intro sometime. That'd be fun. 20,000 Leagues uh, Under the Sea cool. is just a book about Cap- did, dudes Did you know that bros, Captain you know? Nebo is, uh, was a, he's a Sikh prince? That's awesome. What? I did Wait, not know what? that. Yeah, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, Captain Nebo, he's a... I think it was like a later book, but Jules Verne uh, decided uh, to put it that he was a he was an Indian Sikh I didn't Sikh remember prince. that in the... I didn't remember that in the, one, the, the original book I read, but... Um, what I was saying about whales, getting back to whales. Um, so, like, what? Fe- why the ocean freaks me out is it's more like a cosmic horror thing. Like, it's it's space is similarly freaky to me. It's like things that like make me feel incredibly insignificant and small. And you are yes, and I know. And furthermore, things that are just not possible for us to understand like freaks me out because like history even freaks me out. Like I get a cosmic horror feeling about history. The more I studied that in college, because we know way less than you would realize about like any given event. And so that combination is why whales, why I'm always on this joke about putting whales into tanks because it dawned on me from talking with Caleb that we have never had whales in captivity before. And so, like, we haven't been able to study them in the way most animals we've been able to study because we can, like, put them in a cage or study their behavior, like, close up like that. Everything we know about whales is, like, through secondary means. And that, like, freaks me out to think about for some reason. (laughs) Well, Josiah, I'd hate to find out that they have that dog in them, you know? like. Thank you, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> that is kind of scary yeah. to think about, though. Like that—that that we what really I'm don't at. know that much about whales to the point where it's like, yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of strange to think, like, oh, well, whales, huh? We don't yeah. really uh know a lot about them, and the oh, ocean's yeah. mostly unexplored. You know, oh, okay. You know what? Fun, fun fact about how we're making new discoveries about uh, the sea every day. Caleb, are you allowed to say this? That you had a friend that got bit by a squid. Why wouldn't he be able to say that he had a friend I, that got I, bit I by a I don't really squid. want to like bring much attention to him because it's don't it you don't kinda, have to say his name, yeah. but, but but the um yeah he it's yeah he did get bit by an octopus he octopus yeah uh, shit I'll say it who's gonna listen to your fucking podcast <laughs> um <laughs> uh, he so he works at the aquarium uh yeah he got bit by the octopus there uh, and now he is going to be in the I can't think of what it's called suddenly. Uh, it's basically the, uh, like a, a guy, uh, a yearly edition aquarium book kind of, uh, mm. and he's, his picture of that is going to be in it because it's, it's pretty rare that people actually get by, uh, bit by octopuses. It was a yeah. giant Pacific. So mm. they're, you know, usually around 38, 40 pounds, uh, and that's all muscle, um, oh, that's and the, you know, the, yeah. And they also, you know, they have the beak, which most people don't know all octopuses the beak is venomous but he was the lucky beak is it, did venomous? Not, it did not yes yeah. all of them uh, oh. and he uh he just luckily was not getting he did not get envenomated or it just did not react because it's a neurotoxin so it's, it just I, wow. I guess he impressive. Uh, envenomated. impressive very well, nice. he'd already had just, enough just, neuro damage he was he was already kind of yeah. dumb yeah he so already has <laughs> a twitter account fellas he's good <laughs> 
Um, I will just, just on the topic of octopuses, because people don't know a lot about them, the correct, just American plural is octopuses. Uh, they Not have, but no, that's, it, it's, it's a whole thing. You'd have to read up on it, but they're all kind of right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the real correct term, if we're going to get like Greek, Latin, like scientific, it's octopodes. Oh. But, uh, uh, all octopuses can also change color, uh, kind of like a chameleon. It's uh, through stuff called chromat- chromatophores, same stuff chameleon has. It's kind of like a pupil that they can make, like, grow. So it's like a black spot that expands and retracts and takes in light. And that's mm-hmm. how they can change color and blend in. Well, you know, so pretty yeah, much yeah, all of them can so cool. do stuff like that. But I, I guess why I was bringing up um, your friend that got bit was just because, like, since it's so rare, it was like he became like kind of a medical biological oddity where they were like wanting to study it a bit because it's like, oh, this doesn't happen. And that's so fucking weird that we're like still learning things. Yeah. Well, the so book weird. has not been a hundred percent. Who's sticking their arm out to get bit by an octopus? The ocean is still a place where we're learning so much. We know more about space than we do about the ocean. That's so weird. Yeah. It's the great it's majesty live, of God. We live hmm. on a planet that we still... Like, we know a lot about the surface of, of the planet at this point, but the ocean, that's still, that, that's still Untapped, ground yeah. to most of us. Because you, you, you at got, this point, we uh, still can't go to, like, uh, uh, like we're, we're still at the point where we can't go to a certain depth of the ocean. Like, even, like, unmanned submarines, there's a point where they just can't go still. Yeah. Right? It's wild. Yeah, you if you watch those um, submersible videos, which are really cool, by the way, uh, you, you know, you you only get to it. They they talk about the mute that the, the the point you get down. They, there's just not any way with the technology we have as far as uh, like the metal and all that that the pressure is not going to crush you. Uh, mm. And then the the whole thing with just humans and stuff, well, how okay, small well, that has to be and how that works. And you also have to think about coming back up. You can't do that fast. It's an hour process. It's like hours going down, hours going up. Well, I think you're uh, talking you to, to a- the wrong guys, Caleb, because uh, Jackal and me here, we like being crushed by heavy things. <laughs> you know, I'm with you guys. Uh, I, I would never post it online because <laughs> I have shame. But I will. I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it on the uh, on podcast. Apparently. <laughs> oh, he's he's with Jackal on the muscular women thing. Is that what we're getting oh, yeah. at here? And the and the hell yeah, bad of taste, bad of taste and quality uh, right here. Older, yeah, <laughs> and, and thickies too. We're not de- excluding the thickies. Yeah, that's a, the, and the, the 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 older. <laughs> you're all depraved. <laughs> you're all it's depraved. just uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, thicker muscular. I will be crushed at the end of the day, and God willing. It'll be good. How have <laughs> I never made a death by snoo snoo joke at you guys from this the Futurama thing? How has I have I that, never made that? That's interesting. I I've never had someone uh, do that really good with question. me before. That I, I've never had someone do that. I I'm very surprised at this point that How? someone hasn't like sent me the. Gift it feels yet. like the the most go to reference, and for some reason it just clicked in but my I head. I think right that's now. why like, people don't I do never... it. Is that it's so <laughs> it's so it's so out. trite. That's that's one of the episodes that uh, you and Dad would watch without me. Just uh, because it was you were too young, you know, and it was so so edgy. This is so. This is something I got. Your dad watched Futurama. Your dad dad loves the Simpsons. My dad loves Simpsons and Futurama. He loves watch a lot of 
of stuff probably before we should have. Uh, yeah, that's that's like yeah, that's why I, Simpsons references and Futurama references are deep in my brain. But then also British comedies. My dad loves British comedies, so like I grew up on like the Monty Python show and Red Dwarf and Blackadder, like all that good stuff. So. A lot of really funny stuff. So, but I did uh, get shown a, uh, Braveheart when I was five. <laughs> so you know, I do have that's, a question the, for everyone. <laughs> This is a serious question because this is something Nalima actually, this is how she converted to Christianity partially. It's like, it's a very personal thing to her. So I'm not going to tell the whole story. A lot of it was me like telling her things about the religion and like what we believe, but also, um, it's, she loves the ocean. Nalima, Mm. I'm terrified of the ocean. I don't mind being in it, but I just don't, I I don't know. I do get a, a quiet discomfort when I'm in it too long. But hmm. she loves the ocean, and she the way she relates to it is that she feels like the presence of God like in the ocean, in a way. And I think yeah. there's a lot of Christian stuff that kind of does relate to that. I feel like that's not an uncommon experience. Well, it's the so only place where I come close to believing in God is stuff yeah, like that. I was I was going to bring you up, Caleb, because I was going to say, even though you're not, you don't quite fully identify as a Christian or whatever, I, I don't know quite where you land these days, but nah. I was going to say you, you took that, um, you took that like environmental literature course. I remember, and you talked a lot about like having a very spiritual, like transcendentalist mentality about nature and the ocean and stuff. So I was going to, yeah, you. yeah. Um, we, uh, it, it was from reading Walden's pond and a couple of just mm. short stories. And also, you know, I'm growing up in Iowa. I live next to a cornfield. I did live on a farm when I was younger, and that was really cool. But, you know, going out just straight to living out on the coast in, like, surrounded by forest and living on a research uh, estuary. It was uh, Hatfield Marine Science Center. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was just, you know, probably the coolest place I'd ever been. I'd been in cool vacations, but just being being out there, it's a completely different place. Yeah. and with, with the ocean there, uh, well, I mean, also it was the first time I'd ever been away from home uh, on my own. Uh, so I, I, you know, had a lot of like uh, anxiety and depression out there, but it also didn't help that I was, uh, it's, you know, st- uh, stay with legal weed. So that's when I started you know, doing that stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I would go uh, just on hikes by myself. Not the safest thing to do. I know because uh, bears, which we, we had a couple bears, <laughs> bear scares up there. Uh, but yeah, I would, I remember it was, uh, the uh, shit, the Super Bowl. I didn't even know it was the Super Bowl <laughs> and they all, they all got food without me and were texting me like where, where I was, like all my roommates. Cause we had a, like a joint dorm we called mega dorm. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> uh, I was just, I just walked over this giant, the bridge in the town that goes over the, uh, Yakuna Bay. Uh, and I just got, went over and down to the beach over there and just sit and watch out over to the ocean and, you know, it is the amount of force and kinetic energy that is being generated in that. The uh, the uh, the seagulls everywhere. You just watch them. Mm-hmm. How smart they are! They they fly down. They pick up a a clam. They drop it on the ground and go back down and keep doing that, trying to break it. Uh, different things like that. You notice uh, watching the tide slowly come up and then you know coming yeah. back home after that. Uh, <laughs> when you're when you're going through some shit and you see something like that after you know nothing uh that's pretty cool 
Yeah. Well, there's something about like the ocean versus just like lakes that we have here that it like the ocean feels like alive in a way. Like it feels like it's breathing the way it like comes yes. onto the shore and stuff. Yeah. Pulls, yeah. It pulls the air. Yeah. I wonder if, if the, if your thing with the ocean kind of comes from growing up in a landlocked state. Yeah. Yeah. That probably plays a role for sure. I, I've always had a thing about it. Uh, my growing up, one of my favorite movies was finding Nemo. Uh, I love uh, Crocodile Hunter. Oh, yeah. Huge Crocodile hey. Hunter fan. Uh, you know, and it, it's funny because most Crocodile fan, uh, like Crocodile Hunter fans, hate the ocean because of the <laughs> stingray Crocodiles. debacle. Yeah, yeah. Or, right. But I yeah. mean, like that—that's what happens when you're swimming with the animals. You know the risk. And uh, yeah, but anyway, I, I'm sure that that uh, Steve Irwin uh, didn't blame. No. He wouldn't. He didn't. No, he, he wouldn't blame the stingray. For, he would for get what next happens. to alligators and just be talking about it right next to his face. He knows. He, he that is he's, a professional. He grew up in Australia. Who's who is it? Who who is it? Is when they're getting stoned. That was like uh, they you know forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That was Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Phil, this is killing me. We just read that passage in Acts, and now I'm like too tired to remember who that was. Oh God, um, Paul's the one who gets stoned when he's um. Well, Paul's the one that lives through the stoning. Yeah, that who was, lives through the stone? But it's also it's um he's a it's a is it a what is it Barnabas? Oh no, it was a couple weeks ago. Um this is embarrassing. I feel like Oh Saint Stephen. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Saint Stephen. Yeah. 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 We uh you know, I actually there's kind of a slight it's it's not really an official Mammonberg thing, but there's a splinter Bible study that's come out of the Mammonberg world, along with Leo, um, was the one who was pushing me to make it. So Phil and I have been reading through Acts. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you're free on Thursday nights, hit us up. It's a Discord. It's fun. It's very but nice. Anyway. We, I, we really have a good time. Yeah, we do. Last 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 week, we last Thursday, we had a lot of interesting conversation about Acts. Well, I want to know, like, because I guess maybe this is like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, I'm feeling less jokey tonight and more, um, I don't know, more in a religious mood. Um, I was going to say, this has been a, this has been more sincere than I was anticipating when we started recording. I yeah. thought we were going to just be j- choking around, but this has gotten kind of sincere. Oh, well, but, fuck uh, that, dude. My crayfish <laughs> is out. Wait, yeah, what? Your crayfish? What does that mean? Oh, God. Is your, did you call your dick the crayfish? Your crayfish? Yes. No, no, and, dude. I, uh, and my, my, the, the main reason I got a fish tank was because we had these $25 blue Clarky uh, lobsters, but they're really just crawfish. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. You've shown, you showed me that. He yeah, was hiding when I was over. But yeah, uh, he's pretty big. Cool. The The tags we had at Petco, so they're not really that accurate. It said Max was two inches, but he, he's three inches. That's what you mean. He's like, massive. He, he, he um, doesn't come out very much. No, he should come out more. I think once I when I was talking about getting better rocks and stuff, that's when he'll start actually acting like he's supposed to. But uh, hmm. yeah, he he's massive. He was um, he was bought. I sold him to a guy. Then the guy returned him because he ate all his fish. What an uh, absolute so that's why he's so big. And so then I bought him because he's massive, and I didn't I didn't want him to go to some person's house that probably wasn't going to take care of him. So I put him in here. So uh, he's he's doing a lot better. He's just walking around right now. He can't see me too well. Nice. I've got the lights on to a certain color. They can't see. I try to do that at the nighttime if I'm down here so I can watch him. So I want to, I do uh, want to yeah, hone feel in. What you're saying. Yeah, I wanted to hone in on where, like, where do you feel the presence of the God most 
like it, of God most in a non-church setting. Like it doesn't have anything mm. to do with church because I, I I like talking about this because I feel the presence of God the most at dark nights when I look up at the moon in like a because mm. I had a, a lot of it was like I was I was feeling unsure of myself like when I was a uh, when I was in high school like middle and high school because what I was a Boy Scout and we had our meetings in a cemetery we actually if anybody knows the historic old se- uh, old tenant cemetery in Englishtown. That's where we had our meetings. Mm-hmm. So it's it's literally like the Revolutionary War cemetery, cemetery. where a lot of them are buried. Oh, a lot of, like, basically people who died in the Battle of Monmouth are buried. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I would look up at the sky and talk to the moon if I felt, like, unsure of myself. And that was kind of, like, how I, how I imagined, like, God would be looking at me, like, kind of, like, through the moon for some reason. Mm. I don't know why, it just, it exuded, like, on certain nights, a very particular presence for me. I get that, yeah. Staring up at the stars is really cool. I don't know, it just, it, it would feel good. It would feel good. And then I would be like, yeah, you know. And that always kept me, like, that always kept me believing. Even, like, in, mm. like, really dark times, I'd be like, I'd kind of be able to look at the moon, which was always really nice. Um, I don't know, for me, I, I don't spend a lot of time in nature but i've definitely had a lot of moments like that that have been compelling this is kind of a corny answer but like i really vibe with the you know the passage it's like when you know two or more are gathered uh the holy spirit is present because for me um i've i've found when i'm having a good conversation with friends that ends up almost feeling like a spiritual thing and i know that's kind of a corny thing to say but it is kind of you're having one of those right now yeah, I know. That's 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 been kind of for me. I I think I've always understood Christianity as a communal thing, partially because of that. So that's beautiful. I don't know, but yeah, but I've definitely had like my more um, I don't want to say isolated, but like like more you know on your own in nature kind of moments. But yeah, I think I think I found just I don't know connections with others because i feel like a lot of the christian message is about having empathy with others and if you can find a way to like understand a mind outside of your own that's like part of christianity to me and i feel that's love too is like under trying to understand a mind that isn't your own yeah and that's core to christianity anyway so i definitely think that uh looking up at the night sky has a certain spiritual connotation to it i think that there's something deep about it especially I think that I felt that the most when I'm out from the city and there isn't as much light pollution and you're able to see to mm-hmm. really see the stars. That's when yeah. that's when like I, I oh, think that it gets you. Yeah, that 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 probably kinda has a similar relationship to you with um Caleb and being in a landlocked state so the ocean kinda hits because you're you know what, you coming from New York, I'm sure it's there's so much more light pollution that getting away from that is probably more of a rare thing. That was like yeah, when I was I a Boy Scout yeah. who did camping trips. That was like a big draw for me. Because we would yeah. be able to look, since we were in isolated locales, we'd actually be able to look at the night sky and see stars. And see like full constellations and nebulas. And it, it would be a really nice experience. And not a lot of people get that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah we, Caleb and I were lucky enough to grow up like in the country for a bit. And then like where my parents live now is a small town. So that's where Caleb's at right now. And whenever I've stayed with them. And so there's a lot less light pollution. It's starting um, to get bad though. There all those cookie cutter neighborhoods. Yeah. They're sticking up there. Light pollution's ruining it. Yeah. 
Oh my God. Speaking of looking up at the stars, um, I think it was in 2020. Um, I had the, cl- the closest thing I've ever had to like my, uh, like real life cosmic horror moment. I don't know how to explain it. And Caleb, you'll remember this. I was, uh, sitting outside, you know, I was living with my parents because of COVID and I was smoking and having my nice little <laughs> moment of looking up at the stars as you guys are describing. And I saw a line of stars moving. Oh God. And I thought it was like a, yeah. And it was just like going right over my head. And it took me a while and some Googling after me, my brother and Caleb or me, Caleb and my dad were all staring out on the porch. Cause I grabbed them like, like some Hicks discovering technology <laughs> to before finding out it was the um, Tesla was doing the fuck like Space, Starlink. I think SpaceX. Is what it was called. The SpaceX oh, Starlink, yeah. yeah. Fuck Elon Musk. Yeah. And so I, shit. Yeah, so it's it's just like a like line of satellites or whatever. But I, you know, I did not know that was a thing, and so I was just like enjoying my evening. And suddenly there was a line of perfectly lined up stars moving above me. <laughs> that would be- dad was convinced it was aliens. Yeah, it was very weird to see my dad, I who is very was- not not superstitious or anything, just immediately <laughs> yeah, being like. I've never seen anything like this in my 50 years on this earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's big into aliens now, but uh, I thought it was missiles. I'm, I guess I'm just pessimistic like that. Like, ah, it's over. <laughs> like, this is how we're going down. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Satellite missiles. I play enough Call of Duty yeah. to, to know how this ends. This futuristic yeah. Call of Duty, the shitty ones. Well, I, I kind of wanted oh, to man. talk about this a little bit. Because, uh, you know, you guys know me. I, I sometimes occasionally talk about movies. We we all like movies here on the Mammonberg Podcast. We're all big movies. We do, fans. we do. And uh, I am known for, uh, kind of infamous, for my uh, for my dogmatic approach to, like, filmmaking. Uh, dogmatic approach to, like, filmmaking uh, feelings. I am, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not as, what's funny is I'm, I'm not as dogmatic in my religious views. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking do a crusades for, for my religious. But dude. you would do a crusade over movies. I would do a crusade to wipe Marvel films off the face of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> I would take a big so. sword and I would, I would, <laughs> I would just like take it and shred it to pieces. But, uh. I don't know, I guess the reason why that is that, like, there are a lot of films that I find, like, God in, and that's, like, that's silly. It, it's probably a little silly. No, I definitely vibe with this, yeah. But it's, I, like, you find, like, you find these, like, moments, that, like, these movies that are very, like, <clears throat> deeply... I don't know, like, Wes Anderson is a movie that, I don't know how to describe it. Like, what, no, 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 Wes Anderson is a director that, for some reason, just the, the way he, he constructs films... I find, like, this kind of, like, whimsy about it that takes you, like, out of the world and, like, for a moment, you mm. know, that, like, joy you feel when you kind of, like, see these locales, like, that, that like, that little expressionistic joy feels like the presence of God to me a little bit. Like, it's like, mm. oh, it's taking you back to a, to a time that some say was better, but it's, it's, it's kind of not a real time. It's not a real place. It's a place that's entirely mm. made up. And if it's a good place to go, it's an it's a good place to be, like India. Yeah, I, I was, I yeah, I was gonna okay. I was bringing up Darjeeling <laughs> Limited actually because uh, Caleb Caleb and I have kind of like a bond over that movie because yeah, because I mean, that's the Brotherhood movie, and I saw it and almost cried, and I showed Caleb it like I almost that's, cried. That's one not of, in front of him, obviously. Yeah, obviously. No, I 
I like, you know, I've got mixed feelings on Wes Anderson broadly, but Darjeeling Limited is is a just basically perfect movie to me. But oh god, I I this kind of vibes I think with what what I was saying about me having like human connection being a thing that makes my like religious stuff come out because Dar- of course Dar- Darjeeling of of all the movies is the one that like gives me kind of spiritual vibes because so much of that movie is about like a strug- struggling relationships trying to overcome that and find love in them regardless of past uh mistreating each other and everything so I, uh, that's that I love that movie I mean for me it, it's, it's it's been yeah, rough because I wanted go. to I really wanted to pursue filmmaking so if if this is my <laughs> this is my apology to anybody I just make mad because uh, I, I get them, like, whipped up. Like, Marvel movies aren't, like... They are destroying the industry, but if you enjoy them, it's not, it's not you know... It's it, fine to it's enjoy fine. what you like. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think you're a bad person if you enjoy them. But, I don't know, I, 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 I guess... I, as, I as, as Phil has, has, has gone on, I, I, have become, I have started to unironically enjoy them more again. So, thank you, Phil. <laughs> some of the stuff is really good like daredevil yeah we were talking about that before the newer remember, stuff is kind of I, I remember that we were you and i were talking about because you were watching it i think when you were dming because like yeah i was, I, was really I had watched yeah i watched punisher and then daredevil and those i the shows because it's a tv show they just the characters are more developed listen fellas i my, like it a lot more my joy yeah. comes from the fact that i just purchased a copy of the criterion war and peace which, if anybody knows, oh. is like a seven-hour-long film. That's the seven-hour one. I, I've tried to talk Kelly into... I've never watched it. I've tried to, ke- to talk Kelly into watching that with me by pitching it as... If we watch it in hour segments, it's like a miniseries. Yeah, it is like a miniseries. <laughs> <if you> watch <laughs> <it in hours. laughs> but it kind of messes with the pacing. Is there pacing yeah. that... I don't... Is there like yeah. a, a paced arc in it that would... I don't know. Like, I, know. I, I love, in theory, the idea of, like, those really long, slow movies, but I don't know if in practice it would be very easy for me to find the time to, like, watch Satan Tango or something like that, you know? So this like, is, I want to at some point, but... This is the best way I don't know I can, I'll ever get around to it. This is the best way I can describe it. Is I, You know, I, I wish I, I had become a filmmaker. I, I, don't, I don't think it's in the cards for me in the immediate future, but, like, I would still like to do so in, in, in the far future. In the, yeah. No, I don't write it off, obviously. I know, but I I get depressed over it because, like, Marvel movies are just made very poorly from an artistic standpoint. Not they're technically Mm -hmm. usually competent. They kind of obviously, like, maybe less so now. They're they're becoming less technically competent, Uh, but Mm -hmm. they're also completely unwilling to introduce anything stylistic. Like. I've seen like excerpts from Thor Love and Thunder and I was just like, dear God, uh, they've taken the Taika Watiti out of Taika Watiti and I don't know how you do that. Yeah, I've seen clips and I was wondering, that doesn't look like his work. No, it's weird because like Thor Ragnarok is so 80s and colorful and it really like pops. And I love like, it. Yeah, that's, that's and then you good. watch yeah. like that movie and you're like, dear God, it's um, boy, howdy, it sh- looks like shit. <laughs> but i don't know i i have a i i guess maybe this is my own personal sin to work through but i am i am embittered by the fact that like you know marvel movies get to like trot out this shit like year after year after well, year and, and that there's no like there's not a very very much of a route toward like you know low budget stuff to like work its way into the public imagination in the same way Lord knows I've tried. You've seen some of my stuff, Josiah. Like, I, I yeah. had a camera at one point, like a film camera. 
I was putting together a portfolio because I was going to, like, apply to film schools, and then I was like, fuck it, God, you know, I would just like to have money for once in my life and maybe get a job that pays me more than, like, $20,000 a year. Yeah, no, I I get it, because, you know, regardless of how somebody personally feels about Marvel, like, like Disney does kind of represent the struggle of the ability for someone like like you, Phil, to like be able to make movies because they're taking up all the theaters and they're, you know, monopolizing the industry. So it's it's a completely understandable bitterness you have, even if, you know, it doesn't mean that somebody can't enjoy a Marvel movie if they like it. Like nothing against yeah, it, that. It, I don't know. It's sad to me. It feels like it, I feel like Jackal feels the same way about AI art in a little bit. Like, hmm. I feel like if if we asked Jackal about AI art, he would feel the same embittered kind of like Jesus Christ, why are they doing this? Yeah, they're taking gray this away from sludge, people. gray sludge of shapes that are just colors. <laughs> it's just things to consume. It's just more things to consume. It's just a picture. Listen, fucking, Jackal, that I, is exactly how no, I shut, feel. Shut, about shut the fuck up for a moment. I gotta go on a thing. You, you opened this store. So, you opened this store. Did you see that uh, there was a there was a piece of uh, of I forget which state. Hold on. I'm going to get my receipts for this. Keep talking amongst amongst yourselves. I knew this would would spark a good conversation about embitteredness in art. But with with Marvel having like really boring shots, uh, I was, I've been watching, rewatching Band of Brothers, you know, and that's just a war show. But yeah, one of the episodes they start off, it's after US invaded Berlin. You know, it starts off with a guy playing the fiddle. And then the episode ends with him putting the fiddle in the case. And then it's like, that's just a cool little thing for the episode. And like Marvel does not have even something like that. Yeah, they don't even have like stylistic flourishes or like interesting shot composition. Yeah, there's nothing. It's like, have you ever watched Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul is an excellent... Oh my... It's leaps and bounds above Breaking Bad, which had very flat cinematography and was shot very much like a TV show. I disagree. Yeah, I love them for different I, reasons. I, I, I kind of watching Breaking Bad. I I think I so did we watch the same show? Like I mean, that's just my about? take. There's a lot of. I think I, you're I, wrong. I, I think that's an incorrect uh, take. Like, uh, have you like if you watch it, like watch Fly or watch any like any of like the quote unquote big episodes? Fly, fly is Zaird. Fly is a bit a good episode. Yeah, Fly is one of the best really? episodes of the but show and I'll fight I, anyone I haven't who says seen that's such a filler episode I felt like I, I disagree. you have a bat you have you have garbage opinions Caleb I'm sorry to say <laughs> do we have to bring up how many colleges I've been to again that in fact that you can bring that up and that will just that will just tell me that you have worse opinions because you did that well, um, what I mean is that but, Craig, Better Call Saul does, by and large, more with its cinematography and inst- interesting framing of where they put the characters on screen than Breaking you, Bad does. No, that's... Do you not remember... I forget which... It was the la- uh, last episode of season four. Maybe I need... Okay, maybe I need to rewatch Breaking Bad. Yeah, Better Call ta- Saul like, has... You were a- talking out of your ass, Phil. Come on. Better Call Saul has great cinematography. That's all I'm yes, saying. Yes, I'm not disagreeing here, but a lot of the same people that did the cinematography for Better Call Saul were this... Like, yeah, but it's clear that there is an improvement. Well, yes, but say. you're also... But I think that it's disingenuous well, to say that... They're like I probably need, I haven't like watched a show in a while, so that probably accounts for like some if, of it. Like if you go and, back to maybe it's because I have recency because I've been rewatching Breaking Bad, but there are they use 
shots in a very effective way, even from like the first season, from the pilot mm-hmm. onward, like the way that they're utilizing the camera, how they're framing, uh, how they're framing characters or important sort of symbolic elements to the themes of the show or the episode in particular, that's still there. Like, is it is it different? Is it sort of less? Is it more pronounced and breaking in in Better Call Saul? Yeah, because it's been you know full decade onward, and the same people have had time to kind of like. They got they got a little bit. Um, Breaking Bad was you know the show that sparked the golden age of television um, and the 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 development of like the modern uh, drama television show. Yeah, and it's and so, prestige TV. They, like, they've, prestige they've got TV. that. They've got prestige television on their the like the foundation of like modern prestige. Yeah, the television. mainstreaming of prestige television, where like The Sopranos was like a once in a while thing. Now it's like yeah. every TV show wants to be a prestige television show. Yeah, yeah like I, I would put Breaking Bad on the same pillar as, as something like Game of Thrones, where it changed television permanently. Yeah, they had they had that in their back pocket, so they're able to do more with that now. But you still that you still see that same thing in Breaking Bad, especially sure. in the later seasons. I think that season five, you see a continuity, a visual continuity from season five to Better Call Saul. Yeah, but um, so, so, um, but uh, so, the AI so art Phil, thing. Um, hold, hold. Oh, oh, okay, right. all right, all right. I'll let back no, to I'll AI art. Your, your, that I got, I got. Uh, but I, I was gonna it. say, Phil, 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 we'll take that. You're you're wrong about Breaking Bad being flat, but you were saying you liked Better Call Saul, um, for the well, cinematography. Well, it's just that wanna... like Better Call Saul's cinematography is excellent, and it's um, hmm. it's the way that like you you see like how budget is used because it, it Better Call Saul has a smaller. It's not like a small budget, obviously, at all. Like it's a it's a big show, obviously. So it, you know, it's got a it's got a pretty decent budget, but it's it's still like it it never could rival the budget that fucking like any Disney movie has ever for any reason. Like obviously, mm-hmm. Disney movies and Disney properties will always get five million thousand dollars to anything. Yeah. They'll just like snap their fingers and it's like more money, please. But Even they don't they, use it as creatively as like Better Call Saul. No, they don't. Is like what you're I saying. Mean, yeah. They they spend most of it like working CGI artists to death. Uh, now that's kind of the big shtick, is that they just like they just like conscript a bunch of like ununionized CGI artists, and they're like, "Hey, will you do most of the movie for three hundred dollars?" And they'll be like, "I'm starving. Uh, I you've kept me yeah. in this room for twenty years. I I have never yeah. seen." The outside no, we don't, world. We, we don't need to film in this actual coffee shop. We got a bunch of uh, CGI artists tied to the wall. Um, so we're just going to throw you guys in a green room and we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, Jackal, tell me about AI art. Okay, so I have a specific instance that I, I want to talk to you about. This year, the Colorado State Fair had its annual art competition. It gave out prizes in you know usual categories. Painting, quilting, sculpture, usual categories, right? One of them was, uh, was I forget, digital imaging, or I, I forget the name of it. But basically, this would be something that you would usually put under, like, digital painting, right? Oh, dear yeah. God. I know where this is going. So there was one, one, um, one entrant by the name of Jason M. Allen from Pueblo West. His specific work was Thitar de... Opera Special, and I, I put it in general so that everyone can look at it and see this fucking thing. 
It was a series of of, uh, of images, but this is the main one that had the little ribbon on it. So it was printed out, and it, you might think, if you're looking for Far Away, you might think, oh, this seems like a pretty interesting piece of, like, it almost seems like concept art. But Jason did not. Jason did not paint this. This was developed via Midjourney, one of the AI art, art quote-unquote, software that is making the rounds. That he said you know that he how you can it. tell? Because you know, AI art enough. feels melty. I, I, I don't understand. It, it creates these yeah. like melted streaks that you see like in all of the pieces. Well, does someone want to describe this thing? Some, yeah, this oh, is if, whatever if, we talk about. If anyone's about art, ever seen oh. Lake Mungo, it looks like the ghost's face. That's what all the people look like. Yeah, it does. That is a mm. great callback to a very good movie. Yeah, I have, I have like a special edition of Lake Mungo sitting next, like on my shelf over there. I, I'm very proud to have bought it in in tough. How did you? Where Where did you buy it? Oh, I'll, I'll give you the website if you want. I, I wonder if there's. Can still you? I wanna. I wanna get it. Anyway, but, anyway. Right, so, uh, so the so image basically yeah, describe the painting. The, just, whenever we talk about art um, on the show or on Fruitless or whatever, I I usually have someone else kind of describe the art. I I wanna. Uh, I want to do the same here, even though I, I don't personally think that you should treat it, these images as oh, art. But for the sake of it, here, uh, I have a I have a good description. Uh, you ever see that episode of Futurama where he eats the egg salad and the, the they make the city inside of his colon? <laughs> <laughs> That's that. He's not wrong. Like a but yeah, it looks yeah, like it's, a, it's a, it looks like a big ring uh, and like a city on the top at the. It, where it's like it's like inside of something, and there's a big hole that's like it looks like a desert outside, and on the inside it's like a city, and then up and then up up close it's like three people all wearing like robes. They look like they're royalty or something. It, it kind of yeah. reminds me of uh, Mad Max. Yeah, I don't know. It's very nondescript to me. Hmm. Like it doesn't seem like like if this was done by an artist that it that there was any sort of like cohesive idea behind it. The like if you were an art critic, you'd say, "Oh, it could be like from a dark place. They're looking at like this heavenly realm or whatever." But to be honest, the, the what's in the circle is not extremely distinct from like what is inside the room because it's AI generated art. So of course, it's not distinct from what's inside the room. So it's not like they're looking out into anything that is greater or more purposeful than what they're currently in. It just kind of looks bland and formless. Yeah, and that's something that you find with a lot of AI artists that oh, all of them have this distinct soullessness in them, which you know, is a result of being made by a fucking computer. Yeah, because they can't There's generate an idea. There's a lack of... It looks like the, the stock images they make for like youtube video like if it's like a like a song like an epic mix medieval music and that's like a stock image of like knights and like it looks all cool that's why it looks like that kind of shit where it just looks like someone made it to sell so the best way i could um i could kind of describe this phenomenon like if it was correlating to filmmaking it would be like if an ai was tasked with a camera and it was like okay you're going to just tell me what the best and most opportune shot do you know show all the characters best convey their performances quote unquote you know 
just give me the most ideal shot in any situation and nine times out of ten what the computer generated cinematographer would choose is a wide shot that's all they would choose because like if you told them the parameters were like to to basically follow the actors follow the action the best the best way to do that is a wide shot constantly because of course it is like it it's it's literally the the most common shot in cinema so of course that would be the one it chooses but there's no like you know it wouldn't have interesting framing it wouldn't do anything unique and that's ai generated art like it can't it, it's functionally incapable of doing so it doesn't have themes it doesn't have intention if this was an actual painting there would be some thought behind like well what is in that circle what is behind that circle who are the people that are staring into it like there has to be some kind of intention that is brought here but you know what it's just a big colorful image with some like it's fucking sludge that's you know, why I I, I I just keep thinking of this shit as it's just shapes that form this muck of color and like uh, it's a muck of like color and shapes that vaguely look pretty to to some people that's it and for some people that's oh that's art it's not fucking art well it's how a capitalist oh. sees art i would say it's like mm. it's art filtered through the lens of mo- like capitalist production because if you think about it you know to somebody who is buying art the art is almost like inconsequential to somebody who sees it as like a value proposition or thinks that yeah. art exists to like serve a capitalist end that their art has no goals within itself to like be good or like be be purposeful quote unquote but uh basically their version is that like art is should be like kind of utilitarian and this is utilitarian art this is basically mm. and even utilitarian art in the real world is better because if you know anything about like brutalist architecture that's utilitarian art but it still ends up looking nice because it was designed by people so even well, yeah even it, utilitarian like... art quote unquote this is just like a perception of art by people who don't value it it's just them being like well art's like a bunch of shapes and perspective and artistic techniques that someone throws together it doesn't take much thought yeah i don't know there there's something about like ai and and like disney kind of disney stuff you were talking about too phil that like it even kind of goes past just like capitalist you know like capitalist stuff because i feel like i think of like you could think back to like exploitation movies right we're technically like trying to just guide by like what the market's interested in or whatever but they have like a, a soul to them in a way that like um i don't know just like art that's coming out of ai and art that's getting produced by committee just doesn't really have i don't know yeah, because wanna, nobody's uh, allowed to take like a this, license. Uh, this dude, um, when he was uh, interviewed by the New York Times about this, uh, he said some pretty dumb shit. Which we've talked about this before about like ethics and, and technology. He said mm-hmm. it shouldn't be an indictment of the technology itself. He said the ethics isn't in the technology; it's in the people. That's fucking stupid. What does that even mean? Like, are you supposed so to? Like, what does that, does that mean that, like, it's how you use it? Like, uh, you should just, it's like, is is it like the guy who, like, cheats in, like on a technicality in a competition and he's just like, well, you never said you couldn't attach a rocket to the bicycle in, um, you know, in the rules in this bicycle race. I'm just saying you should, you shouldn't put it on the technology. The rocket didn't do anything. It's how you use it. And I'm like, uh, well, 
fuck you. Like, you shut up. Nobody cares. Yeah, well, the you ethics cheated. of the ethics of AI is it's uh, it's morally fine if you're doing it as a fun little thing where you plugged your Twitter bio into it and you're like, this is the picture that came out of it. Oh, isn't that fun? trying to sell it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was, you know, was like that was the extent of, of what I, I was like, oh, Dolly's kind of cool when it first came out because I was like, I can put in, you know, but and it makes a funny image. Um, but now it's like people are like using it instead of using actual art. And that's troublesome. And the worst thing is like <clears throat> news publications like the New York Times are already going fucking hog wild. They're already like. Well, you know what we can do now? Uh, we should just, like, every time we can't uh, pay a photographer or an imager to come up with a good, like, image for whatever article, just you just throw it into, like, a Dolly Mini thing. The Who one cares? bright side about this is that uh, it's non-copyrightable. So they these companies can't do anything with these images. They don't have ownership of them. You can just freely course, use them. Like, how can you own. own an AI-generated image? You can't because you it's... You can't because... It's... Well, then it gets into the, to the question of, well is an AI and then we are just fundamental. We are not equipped to deal with that conversation of personhood of AI, especially at the stage that we're at right now. You know, I think though we're looking at the horrible dystopia where the economy is completely funded by AI generated NFTs. Oh, stop, please. I'll cry. The only form of capital that exists are these like AI generated portraits like this that somebody technically owns the blockchain for. Oh, I would try. <laughs> I would. I couldn't live in that world. I would just throw some myself. Some dude off who a lives cliff. on yeah. a private island. Yeah, some dude that lives on a private island, and everyone's like, "How? How do you get so rich?" And he's like, "I, I got this AI generated boob." I want to bring up a last yeah. quote that he, he gave here, which is, uh, he urged artists to overcome their objections to AI, even if only as a coping strategy. This isn't going to stop, Mr. Allen said. Art is dead, dude. It's over. AI won. Humans lost. Mr. Allen, please go fuck yourself with the 2x4 and make sure... Oh, yeah, go fuck is that, is that, like... I, I, that's annoying and pedantic to me, because it's like, no, AI hasn't... <laughs> hasn't won that first off the battle hasn't even started and the second part is like who's gonna like roll up to the ai generated movie who's gonna be like oh yeah you know i got out of i got out of shapes well, and colors 2000 i don't know you know it was really i don't know good. the 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 marvel movies seem to be doing pretty well, well no that was, no that i think fair. you that I, I don't I was I, yes that, that is yes i think no no i think that that is that is even more that is unfair because there's clearly some human intention behind those despite how yeah, even if they it's are, a committee yeah. some yeah. humanity will, yeah. in them like they're not like the joke about them being like uh like it's it's true but they're not just like grace they're not just like a no colorful, no yeah, they're not great. Mm, like, but, like but you, you better believe if Disney got the ability movies. to start making movies by AI, they would. Oh, absolutely. Start doing it, though. Absolutely, they would. But I think oh, part, you have to remember that this stuff is being produced by stolen <laughs> art. Like all of this is being taken from artists who never gave the permission to have their images being sourced for these. Uh, for the oh yeah, for these programs. So all this is all being just scraped from images on the internet. And the way that you know this is that a lot of the people who are using the input for Minturney, they're putting DeviantArt, ArtStation, Twitter, and specific names of artists that they're using for for uh, mm-hmm. the software. This is fucked up. But if there is yeah. no more human art, 
these images will have nothing left to copy from. Well, and so all they'll be able to do is copy from other AI art and we'll just live in a pure simulacrum of just awful. No, 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 no. I will copies of copies. I will die. Yeah, that's this kills. the And 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 that's ultimately like that's kind of a fisherist like fisherite kind of point, because like. Um, you know, you won't be capable of producing new art anymore if everything was AI art. It would just be like stuck in the moment that AI was created. You know, there would just be like no cultural development. It just, you know. I mean, we're already seeing the stagnation of culture to like the exclusion yeah. of all ideas that are like beyond neoliberal capital. So it would be great if it got worse. I we really uh, just gotta start that... destroying these AI shit, man. My hope is that this yeah, is going to go the way of NFTs. That they're just this is a phase that will. Yeah, they'll implode yeah, on themselves extremely easily because they're just built on nothing. Because I think that people will get bored because it's just going to produce the same kind of image over and over again. Yeah. Well, this looks like a lot of the Dolly stuff. There's kind of like a, a gesture, like, I don't know, they have just kind of a look that you can tell. But um, on that note, I think we should probably wrap up. All right. Probably. Uh, this was a lot more fruitful than I thought it was going to than be. Than I thought it would be, yeah. Yeah, as opposed this to those just... fruitless episodes. Am I right, fellas? Yeah, there we go, there we go. You know, you want to know the difference between this and those episodes, Phil? What's that? What that? You want to know the difference? We got that dog in us. We got that dog in us! We got that dog in us. We got the dog in us. We got the dog in us. All right. Let's, I think let's I sign have out. The, uh... Let's sign out. Uh, I, th- I was just gonna say, I think I have the fruitiest episode of your guys's. Uh, is is the, the the Valentine's Day one? Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Yes, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. No, we we got some very interesting questions uh, to ask the CEO the CEO of Sex. I, I just CEO gotta say, I, I um I'm really happy I got to talk this time. It was fun. Yeah, you got to talk this time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't just like you know a piece of meat, you know, strung out to strung yeah, out to dry. I, <laughs> yeah, Finch was making me uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> objectifying you. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was asking me a lot of questions. I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, folks, this has been a this kind of improvised little episode here was better than we thought. So we're going to yeah. sign out. So um, everybody, uh, you know, s- uh, say where people can find you and all that stuff. Uh, 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 Phil. You can find me at cryptodirector on gmail.com, at twitter.com, at gmail.com, dot twitter.com, dot twitter. you gmail. Dot twitter. twitter. You can find him at Twitter. That's his Twitter. It's Twitter. You can find him on Twitter, yeah. Don't try to email that. Jackal. I don't know where that will lead. Uh, you can find me at jackaljester on twitter.com, where on twitter.com. I am doing things i don't know what i was doing what i was tweeting about last time i think that i i think i like quote tweeted this this uh idiotic brit that just has turf in her uh in in her uh profile she was talking about like oh uh, you know americans think that we like we brits we live in like a a, a feudal society with the monarch having like unilateral control over the government and colonies it's like well no i don't think that anyone who's sensible thinks that i i think that most people just think having a monarch is fucking stupid 
Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> funny when they're like, no, it's not like we have a society that's organized around the, the queen. It's not a big funeral thing or whatever. It's just that our government spends trillions of dollars to maintain a thing with no power. It's like, oh, oh yeah, you've made that sound so much better. Good job. <laughs> So I, I would respect you more if it was like a feudal society. I think yeah, that, if it that was would an actual feudal, then the, then the fucking monarchy would serve a function. Like Saudi Arabia. I get why that is an absolute monarchy. I understand why there's the monarchy there. I, get, I understand. It's not, it's not good. But I understand like where that, why a monarchist would be there because the monarch actually has political power. Here, what the fuck the point? It's you know, just Fra- a lot France of is money. still like the number. France is still like the number one tourist destination. And do you know what they did to their monarchs? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Inshallah, we could do that to the British monarchy as well. Bring out the and you can follow again. me, Charles. Did, G- he is keeping just... the name. He is keeping the name Charles, which is maybe not a great idea. That is so funny. I think that was Liz Truss's fault too. That's my that's my hot take because he was talking about taking on the name George or something, and then uh, Liz Truss in a speech was like uh, George uh, Charles the Third, and I think it just became official because she said that. So that's that's a fun. bad idea. The the, the batting average well, for the Charleses is not great. Well, Liz Truss said she didn't like the monarchy, so maybe this is a kind of roundabout. Well, that's when I had a tweet go semi-viral. Um, and it was, <laughs> I quote tweeted a video, this video, someone had dug up of Liz Truss saying, you know, she, she didn't support the monarchy and thinks they should get away with it. And when the queen died, I quote tweeted it and said, she's the most efficient prime minister in UK history. <laughs> <laughs> she got right on it anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, and if you want to see more great tweets like that, you can follow me at Sutton on twitter.com. And of course we were joined by uh, our lovely, lovely impromptu guest, my little baby brother himself, Caleb. Yeah. Well, your baby you Caleb. Find, you're still my fucking thunder, man. Where, you can, uh, you? Fo- you can follow, you can find me at the bog hog on Twitter and, uh, do <laughs> bleep that part out. Bleep, bleep that part out. Well, guys, one more time signing off. What is Caleb having him? All in unison. He's got that dog. Fucking dog. He's got that dog. Hell is full of kings. Hell is full of queens. Some of the biggest and greatest that's ever lived among men are in hell right now. Episcopalians go to hell. Without Jesus Christ, there is no way out of hell. There is hell, preacher. Hell is a place at the end of your life. That's where it is. That's at the end of your life. Some say it's in the heart of the earth. Let me tell you this. Hell is a place for a soul to go to. It doesn't know God. Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. Can you imagine what the greatest religious leaders of this world dying without Jesus Christ, where they go? Hell is full of kings! Hell is full of queens! Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who.